0: With the Clippers eliminating the Mavericks yesterday, the second round of the NBA playoffs are set. While the two teams in the finals last year have already been eliminated in the first round, I think that we still have some really competitive basketball ahead of us. In the West, the Jazz, Clippers, Suns, and Nuggets will play for a berth to the finals, while the 76ers, Hawks, Nets, and Bucks play each other in the East. Instead of creating predictions for the round two, I've just decided to rank the teams left in the playoffs. My predictions predictions and takes are always controversial, so hopefully rankings will be more understandable. 8th, with no debate at all, is the Atlanta Hawks. While the Hawks are not a bad team, they aren't the best either. In the first round, the Hawks beat the New York Knicks in an all-around effort from Trae Young, John Collins, Gallinari Bogdanovic, and the rest of this roster. Their star player Trae Young played spectacularly in his first career playoff appearance. The Hawks absolutely dominated the Knicks, especially on their home court. Despite this incredible play from Trey and the Hawks, they are still worse than the rest of the teams, by a pretty significant margin. They only have one star player, while the other contenders and teams left have two or three. Not to mention the Hawks' defense, which is average at best. Having a great defense is crucial to winning a championship, probably more important than the offense at some times. Like the famous saying goes, defense wins championships. Which is why at number seven, I have the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets have surpassed all expectations this season since Jamal Murray got injured with a torn ACL. Players like MPJ, Faco Campazo, Monte Morris, and Austin Rivers of all people have stepped up big time. Since then, they've overtaken the Clippers for the third seed and matched up with the Portland Trail Blazers in round one. The Nuggets win versus the evenly matched Blazers team despite Will Barton and PJ Dozier being injured on top of Jamal Murray's injury from earlier. They got big time contributions from Campazo, Morris, Marcus Howard, and even Shaq Harrison. Having the MVP in the series versus the Suns does not mean they will win. We've seen in the past where the MVP usually advances to the, at minimum the conference finals, but it's, it's not happening this year without Jamal Murray. Coming in at six, I have the Utah Jazz. Now they do have the best record in the league, but they are just not equipped with star talent. Unlike the Hawks and Nuggets, they have an elite defense mainly due to Rudy Gobert. On offense, they have great ball movement but don't have enough star power to compete with the teams ranked above them. Despite being one of my favorite teams to watch this season, Utah is not as quote-unquote legit as the other teams. You can make an argument for the Jazz being the best team remaining or the worst team here, and that just proves how uncertain the rest of the playoffs can beat. Coming in at 5, I have the Phoenix Suns. Now the Suns are quite similar to the Utah Jazz and the fact that they were not expected to be this high in the standings. However, the Suns have more star power than the Jazz. A duo of Chris Paul and Devin Booker is simply better than Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley. Paul has proven time in and time out that he is an elite player and becomes even better in the playoffs. I have to give a shout out to De'Andre Ayton, who has been killing it on the offensive and defensive side of the floor. Booker has also been really good, if not better than his regular season self. Next up in fourth, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers were an up and down team throughout the past three years. This has mainly been caused by Joel Embiid's inconsistency and availability. However, this year, the Philadelphia 76ers surprised everyone and garnered the first seed in the Eastern Conference above teams like the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks. But the playoffs haven't been nice to the Sixers yet as they've lost a winnable game to the Washington Wizards and now have lost Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. They are not in the best situation whatsoever right now and that's why they're slightly lower than what I would have said a few weeks ago. Talk about the Hawks game that happened yesterday. They were down by 8 I believe with a minute left and the Sixers came within 2 points at one point to winning it. This just shows how legit the team actually is. Although the main core players have stayed the same throughout the past few years, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons have both taken a step, in addition to DeBias Harris becoming more consistent again. At number 3 I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers surprised everyone in the first two games of their first-round series against the Mavericks. Seemed like the beginning of the end for the Clippers as they blew a 3-1 lead in the conference semifinals last year and this year were on the brink of losing to Luka Doncic, being down 2-0 at the start of the series. This was the exact moment when Kawhi Leonard decided to turn it up, absolutely dominating in Game 6 and leading the Clippers a crucial win in Game 7. Now they have all the momentum heading into Round 2 against the Jazz. And that's why they're my favorites to come out of the West now that the Lakers are eliminated. As you guys probably saw on my Instagram post, Luke Kennard got crucial minutes in the second half of Game 7 and kind of proved why he was paid $64 million last offseason. Kennard being a serviceable role player for the rest of the playoffs really helps the Clivers even more. In the latter few games of the series versus the Mavericks, the Clippers experimented with a small ball lineup consisting of Rajon Rondo or Reggie Jackson, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Nicholas Batum, and Marcus Morris. Now, even though Rick Carlisle put Bobon Marjanovic and Chris Dapsprinz in the game at the same time, the Clippers were still able to dominate despite their lack of height. The last two teams in my rankings simply outmatched the rest, and number two. I have the Brooklyn Nets. No I'm not delusional and before you argue in the comment section, hear me out. The Nets have obviously been bad on defense. They have. They have three offensive superstars in Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Two of these guys are injury prone and Harden who is usually not the one missing games just got injured. I do agree that when fully healthy the Nets could be the best team in the league. But as the saying goes, the best ability is availability. And so far, although the Nets have seemed to have good chemistry, we have to remember that the Clippers last year also played well and seemed to have good chemistry up until they actually had to face someone of their caliber. I'm not saying that the Brooklyn Nets are the Los Angeles Clippers, but history usually repeats itself. I definitely see some type of collapse where the Nets' chemistry isn't on point. This leaves the best team left in the 2021 NBA playoffs, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks. At the end of the regular season, the Bucks did what they usually did the past two years. The difference this time was that coach Mike Budenholzer experimented with different lineups and combinations throughout the season. This is definitely paid off, justified by their first round series sweep on the Miami Heat, the exact team that gentlemen swept on the year prior. Drew Holiday has definitely made an impact on this team, now being able to lock up any guard or wing on the opposing team. Giannis, through all his flaws, is more locked in than ever. Quite frankly, the whole Bucks team is heavily motivated by the two early exits in years past. From a team standpoint, the Bucks are great on both the offensive and defensive sides of the floor. They match up well with the teams that they'll potentially face. Mainly because they'll be able to throw a plethora of on-ball wing and guard defenders. Dante DiVincenzo will be out for the rest of the playoffs, it seems, but they can easily fill that void with P.J. Tucker. I wouldn't be mad if anyone put the Nets above the Bucks, but I feel like the teams are pretty even. Hopefully Harden will be back and we will have a great rest of the playoffs. But that does it. Have I convinced you about the Bucks over the Nets despite losing Game 1? Probably not, but hey, I hope you enjoyed this video.